0: Welcome, everyone, to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined, as always, by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before I pass the mic over to this week's host, just something real quick. I was asked recently, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're listening to us right now. Number two, definitely subscribe to the pod on Best Platform and other platforms. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode with them. Number four, you can support our sponsor, and number five, speaking of sponsors, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, at cousinbailey.gmail.com at about being a sponsor. Well, this week, we welcome back our uh, current standings leader from his journey out west. Malt Liquor, take it away.
1: All right. Well, good to be back, boys. Missed you all last week. Enjoyed uh, the podcast, nevertheless. Uh I think I said this last time I was out, my wife's favorite Bourbon Boys character is anyone impersonating me. Um, But uh, always a great trip. Love it out there. Beautiful. Love the low humidity. Cooler weather, although I understand it was pretty nice here that week. Um, What wasn't nice and what has not been nice is how the uh, local NFL football team performs when I'm in the state of Utah. They are 0-3 when I am in the beehive state and have lost by a combined score of 79 and 24. So of course, two losses last week. And then that dreaded saints game two weeks, two years ago. Um, But whatever that's life. I was spared having to watch it. So I guess that's the blessing. Gators were off last week. Um, Another blessing, another blessing, no loss. I had to watch the, LSU debacle, but um, back in my rightful spot, number one on the standings after a five and one performance in week seven. Uh, this past week was not great for anyone, but uh, Gus and I were two and two. So I remain one game clear of him. Doctor and Cuz, oh and 4, Doctor dropping all the way to 500. And Cuz is just, let's just say he's well back of the field he if he was a horse at the derby he'd have been shot by now but it's not over but uh time, well, there's no time like the present to to start a comeback so we'll we'll go to cuz to uh kick us off with what he's drinking
0: is that over yeah. called pulling a Run? i've done it plenty of times but i'll oh, prefer, prefer that yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's like
0: the mendoza line. so um well, I am drinking uh, a feast beer from a local place called Flying Boat Brewery. Actually, I think they've changed the name from either to Flying Boat or from Flying Boat, but it's still uh, there. It's a Marzen, and uh, I got. I, I'm not, I certainly didn't get talked into it because I wanted to try it because I like their beers over at Flying Boat. It's uh, over by, um, it's over by the softball fields, over by Woodlawn Elementary and the um, the Police Athletic League on uh, on Sixteenth. Um, it's actually I've had a couple of their beers there and they are they're actually very good. So I'm excited to try this and I'm going to in a second. But I was at rolling Oats and I was just sitting there. I had a four-pack of tall boy pills and and some dude just sidles right up to me who works there. And he he's a loud, so he's a loud talker, which is an opposite of a low talker, and he's a real sidler. So it's two semi uh Seinfeld references, and he talked me into trying this. Um and by by that by talking me into, I mean he wouldn't shut up about it, and so I just bought it and said I wanted to get it so I can get the fuck out of there. But I did have a couple Marsins, like I think two weeks ago, on air. So let's see. Now oh, it's delicious. It's funny. The guy said this. That's well, a fest beer. Anyway, that's what it's called Flying Boat. It's
1: fantastic. Thank you. So is that Flying Boat? Are they like a brewery? Or are they? A, so you buy? You can buy cans. Their brewery,
0: I, I've never, I've, I've only drank from the tap there. Like, I've never, uh, um, huh. I didn't know you could get it until, like, you know, just now. Uh, let me, I'm going to look it up, but I mean, not, not, you know, I don't want y'all to wait for me. But let's see. Flying Broke Brewery.
1: So, according to Google, it's permanently
0: closed. Yeah. Well, they, there is another brewery there. Oh. Sorry. So I, that's why I'm like, I don't know how they're like, I mean, this can't be that old because it's an Oktoberfest beer. Like it was specifically made for Oktoberfest, the season. Of what so, year? Yeah, I don't know, right? Oh, let me turn it upside down. all over my computer. Oh, well, I don't see it, but it's, it's tasty. It definitely doesn't taste skunk.
2: Good.
1: Uh, Gus, what do you got, bud?
2: So I'm drinking a Xander Hazy IPA by Bay Cannon. It's uh it's okay, it's yeah. not the best hazy I've ever had, but but I'd try something new. Never seen this, so yeah, it's all right. I don't know if it, ha- it would have the cousin seal of approval for a hazy. I'm now gonna... I I've, I've had it.
0: It's fine. Yeah, but I don't. I haven't bought it since you know that last time. So,
1: so that that brewery has on Fridays. So it's in, on Cass or Main Street in Tampa, kind of in the hood, or like in the hood. They have amazing smoked chicken wings. Mm-hmm. And it's like you if Friday for lunch until they sell out. They always sell out by like two. How mm-hmm. um, about the doctor? What do you got?
3: One with the over October? October? No, no, not no. not this week. Taking it light this week, but uh, I do have a. Uh... Torpedo.
1: Excellent. How about so my I'm guessing you've probably heard of this. And I honestly, I, I picked it up today at Lucan's uh, Pirate Republic, Nassau, Bahamas. Yeah. Long John Pilsner. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I
2: actually had that. They were in. Shit, this may have been a year ago. They were in um, the ABC on Gandhi giving out free
1: samples yeah it's good i mean yeah. it's a nice pilsner
2: yep yeah i think i yeah. picked up uh, either a six or a four i can't remember how they packaged it
0: that's great i'm gonna have to try that out i mean i've
2: had it but i haven't had it forever i mean try to look for it
0: because i um i've been i was craving a pilsner that's why i got pilsner cal but that'd be awesome you said it's at lucan's
1: yeah that the, anywhere else the new one on dm but Apparently it's brewed in Nassau, but canned in Lakeland, Florida. So,
2: hell yeah, yeah. The the guy giving out samples was definitely um, Polk County. County. Yeah, yeah, definitely from Polk County.
0: Maybe he works at Legoland.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Um. I mean, not too much to talk about last week, right? There was uh, LSU stomped Ole Miss. Um, Bama covered, right? Yeah. Uh, Four something. Other than that, it was pretty nondescript. South Carolina beat somebody. Yeah,
0: it was really weird, actually. Not weird, obviously, but it's kind of, it's certainly made me concerned about, less concerned about playing at AM, even though I'm sure we'll lose, and very concerned about playing South Carolina.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we we could lose just about every game on our schedule. I think there's Andy. Even then. All right. Well, should we get into this week's slate? Let's do it. All right, I'm gonna need one more beer, or not one more, another beer. Beer back.
0: Good. I'm triple fisting here, so.
1: Oh boy. No, one of them is
0: one of them is Sir Terra. There you go. I gotta go tomorrow. This one's almost out.
2: I bought so much.
0: Yeah, that's the way we were at first. We have like a bucket full. We started giving it away. The known degenerates, of course, not. Not kids, and, um, Yeah. Yeah. We're ready for Halloween.
1: <laughs> okay. I will kick us off with Arkansas traveling to Auburn. Um, both these teams were off last week. Auburn hung tough the week prior previously against Ole Miss and Arkansas went on the road to Provo, Utah. And it's funny. I was uh, one of the hikes we did out there. Um, there was like a part where you get to the top and you can scale some rocks, get a little bit further up. So I went up there initially without the wife, and I heard like a few kids 20 uh calling the hogs. So when they got down, I'm like, Are you guys Arkansas fans? And they had driven from Fayetteville 20 hours to Provo to watch the game, and then hit a couple of parks and we're driving back the next day um so shout out to them for the uh i mean that's a road trip i think well our my longest was kentucky was that's like with you cuz i was like 14 hours
0: yeah it was over 12 and i think it was 14
1: yeah yeah
0: so 19
1: is legit how
0: far is it to louisiana new orleans i don't know if they consider that a road trip but we we drove to the sugar bowl one time.
1: Yeah, so it's like it's a good ten hours from home. So
0: eight hours from Gainesville. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, Kentucky then. That's Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a I mean that's actually it's a really pretty drive and you know you end up in pretty country, but woof, Woof. Yeah. But anyway,
1: uh I don't really the art Arkansas is a four-point favorite on the road. The over-under is at 62. Um, so I think this kind of go, comes to whether Arkansas can stop Auburn running the ball. Um, really, who does a better job running the ball is going gonna, is gonna to dictate what happens in this game. Um, KJ had a good game against BYU. It's a little dinged up. What else is new? But he's got the week off to, uh, to heal up, so he should be ready. Um Arkansas's defense is pretty bad. I think they're second worst in total yardage, only to the Gators. Um, not good on third downs. Their secondary is a weakness, but Auburn can't throw the ball. Um, I think you know they they look good against Ole Miss, scored some points. Um, but I just don't trust them. Uh I'd stay away from this game because, you know, I I'm a little leery of giving Auburn four points at home against a beatable Arkansas team. Um, But I'm going to take Arkansas. I just – I think they're they're a better team and they'll cover the number. But it's more just a a fact that I really don't trust Auburn. Um, But this seems like a stay away. Uh, Yeah. I
2: agree. Oh, who's going? I was waiting for you. What are you doing?
0: I think we should edit that part. Jesus Christ.
2: No, so I'm with you, Malt. It's definitely a stay away game it's who's, who's going to disappoint more Auburn not Auburn, Arkansas really failed me early in the year. I thought they'd be much better. Auburn, who knows, who knows what they are. It would be be, uh, pretty funny to see uh, tank, you know, just run bumper pool over. I can't, I can't stand that guy bumper pool, maybe because his name is bumper. I don't know. Fuck him. whatever. But I think, I think Arkansas probably will pull this out because just Auburn's not good. I mean, it was like an aberration when they played old call the Hogs.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, well, actually, it doesn't really matter. I'm just trying to have a respectable dish <laughs> last couple weeks. Um, I'm also taking Arkansas. Um, they uh, ran into kind of a, a weird buzzsaw. They, you know, lost to A who is now garbage. Then they got killed. They got. I mean, it it was it was a weird game. Like Alabama pulled away late, but that was kind of going. Not I want to say back and forth, but Auburn kept you know kept beating the spread and then losing it and then blah blah blah. And out in the Alabama game, and then they ran into Mississippi State, which has now turned into a fucking lamer, and they got killed by them. But then they got out to. I mean, BYU is actually an okay team, and they you know, beat them pretty handily 52 to 35, or at least, you know, the score looked good. So I I think maybe they're going to take some of that momentum if there's any left after, after their bye week But the reason I'm uh, the the bigger reason is that regardless of uh, the 34 points they scored at Ole Miss, they, they, they're in a three, they've lost four out of five and their lone win since they played the two joke teams is Missouri 17 to fourteen. I think basically this is a terrible just misfortune for everyone, or maybe we're a blessing that Florida and Auburn are playing each other this year because they are not dissimilar. They keep making these um the same mistakes. Uh they just have they just have different strengths. I think like, you know, one running, one passing. Actually, we've got running right. But regardless, I think I would I would probably if I were an outside fan, I would probably consider a Florida-Auburn game like a, a Pac-12 game, but regardless, I think Auburn is is trending in the definite wrong direction, uh, and Arkansas has a slight uptick from that BYU game, so I'm going to take Arkansas as well. Let's sweep
1: it. All right. Okay. I forgot to add that my pick was uh, our next beer, Stump Knocker from Swamp Head, which is uh, one of my favorite pale ales out there. <laughs> Gainesville, so it's a good lead-in to Cuz here.
0: Thank you, yes.
1: So the world's largest outdoor cocktail party
0: uh, has been more of like a drinking out of despair uh, with the exception of 2020. Georgia's done a pretty good job of uh, making Florida not do too well or not look too good. The Gators are having their obvious struggles, and they are technically the road team. Georgia home, quote-unquote, 50-50 split at Jacksonville. Georgia is a 22-and-a-half point favorite, and I think that probably has to be the largest uh, uh, spread in this game. Uh, I saw that, you know, we were a 13-point dog in 2014, and that was the year that uh, Will – decided to pass the ball three times and just strictly run the ball against Georgia, Will have And the Gators beat Georgia that year. Um, we're kind of hoping for a... Uh, I think, yeah, that's somebody getting frustrated about this game, no doubt. Um, Georgia had the week off as well, but they're trending in the right direction, not to continue to use that cliche. They are... I, I, they've won all their games this year and, and saved from that Missouri game. Actually, since that Missouri game, they've outscored their, point, their, their opponents 97 to 10. Now, those were Auburn and Vanderbilt, but scoring points is a good thing. Vanderbilt has seemed to have been the, able to uh, keep some teams in the road lately. And after that Missouri game, I thought there was a possibility that there was a chink in the Georgia armor, but it just doesn't seem like that's the case now uh florida's defense is doing terribly they uh they gave up historic numbers against lsu as we talked about uh but they had the bye week and um you know maybe that might maybe they've they've thrown some of the more complicated pages out of defensive coordinator tony's book uh make some changes i think it's i think it's conceivable that the gators beat this spread i think 22 and a half is uh especially for a team that can score points and and um Um, Anthony Richardson, you know, has been doing okay lately. Uh, He did well again, you know, in some of the bigger games. Uh, He did well against LSU. He did well against Tennessee. Those are both losses. But I think in both, well, in the Tennessee game, we, you know, we covered the spread. Um, And speaking of Tennessee, who does Georgia have next week and is arguably going to be their toughest opponent on their schedule? And that is Tennessee at home. So I'm not saying they're overlooking us, but this is ripe for that situation. Florida down. We suck. A lot of negative press. Terrible record. Um, You know, it's conceivable that Georgia – I'm not saying they're going to overlook us. This is a crazy, huge rivalry game. But they've won a national championship. I mean, they are like the cream of the crop in the East. So it's conceivable that they discount Florida. Um, New coach, et cetera, et cetera. Things might be in their head. Tennessee next week. Um I think this game is going to be closer um than 22 and a half. I think it's closer to like a 10 point loss by the Gators and uh I hope it's at least uh semi interesting because I'm hosting two of the D-boys at my house this week. So uh I'm going to take I'm going to take Florida to beat the spread. Um I'm always holding out hope for some crazy psycho miracle but I just don't see it happening. I think uh we need the the someone said something like the Utah game is like the worst thing that could have happened to us because uh, us as fans, because I got our expectations up. And now we, we were all expecting a rebuilding year. Utah happens. Those expectations went out the window. And uh, that's kind of the way I feel like I've, I've just gotten downer and downer on the team. So, but let's see after a bye week, let's see what
1: happens. Um, yeah, I mean, there's certainly a world where the Gators cover this number. You know, I, I think if Richardson can play like he did against Tennessee, you know, that's sort of the blueprint. I think it's, you know, right for a backdoor cover, uh, especially if Georgia gets up and they want to try to gear up for the Tennessee game. Um, If I had any faith in our defense, I would certainly take this number. Um, I just read today that There are no planned changes to the defensive depth chart. So the prospect of Bernie and Trey Dean trying to cover uh, Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington and that other freshman white guy tight end that looks awesome is a little bit scary. Um, They seem like, uh, speaking of Utah, Tennessee, or I'm sorry, uh, Georgia, they're kind of a more athletic version of Utah um, crafty mobile quarterback uh, about, I, I mean, I, I, Bennett's it's probably about equal with Utah's quarterback. I like Utah's quarterback, but their tight ends are just so much better. Um, and Utah had good tight ends. Um, I just, I would love to take the Gators here, but I just don't see it. I think, I just don't think we're going to be able to stop Georgia and uh, there could be several turnovers by Richardson that gets this out of hand. I hope I'm wrong. Obviously looking forward to watch with y'all, but um, I mean, I'm going to uh, take Georgia and lay the big number.
2: Yeah. So both of you make compelling arguments. And I honestly don't know which way to go on this game (laughs) because I feel like Florida can, can kind of hang with them scoring wise. Yeah. You know, because you talked about the points they scored. Vandy and Auburn. I mean, yeah, Vandy was tough, but look what Georgia did against Missouri, you know, 26 22. Shit. Against Kent State, 39-22. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's it's definitely a conundrum. I I don't know if the tight ends for Georgia will have a big day just because as you said, Malt, you know, we kind of well, I guess we didn't hold the tight ends in Utah and check that guy was kind of everywhere, but yeah, I don't know. I have no faith in the Florida defense whatsoever, but I have some in the offense. If Richardson doesn't turn the ball over, this game will be a 14-point game. Georgia will, will win. So give me the Gators. I, yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much covered it all. Put Kirby Smart.
0: Let me, let me just say um, about that. Um, that. I think you both just made really good points, and, and the, you know that I, I kind of failed to mention, like it's almost like I would say, like Tennessee, we'll see, obviously, we'll find out next week. But Tennessee has obviously been the toughest team we've played, and they've proven that they're you know, up there with the top teams in the conference, provided that Bama is worse than they you know look. I mean, you know, like they they you know they struggle at home. My point is, Anthony Richardson can score. And he seems to be trending in the right direction. So, like, if Malt Licker's right and he's got, you know, these these abhorrent turnovers, this game definitely could get out of hand. And, I mean, and I'm saying it's conceivable we lose by less than 22. And already – and so, out of hand means 25, 30. I mean, I just cannot imagine getting fucking – I could see us losing 52 to 35, and that, that score is fresh in my head from the Arkansas BYU game. That's less than twenty-two, so you know that's a that's embarrassing and much of a loss. I just I just we would have to like fucking lay down Sally in that. I, I mean to I just and and I guess maybe I mean I'm just praying to God it doesn't happen. But yeah, I think we're looking for a good Anthony Richardson this week. Um, you know he wouldn't mind a little redemption because wasn't last year? Didn't they start him against Georgia and he just yeah. got from, I mean he just got like humiliated, like he was outclassed from fucking you know start to finish pick six Um, yeah I mean that that late situation oh god I mean he was just you know like red zone interception I think was in a red zone interception was returned for a touchdown or he threw two pick six or at least two really bad ones so maybe he's looking for redemption you know maybe he's kind of figuring some stuff out so anyways I just that's I mean he is the x-factor and I mean obviously our defense is going to give up at least 40 points so can we score more than 20? Depends on who we got.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll play hard. It's just whether, you know, we play smart. Um, yeah. So that's absolutely we'll right. Yeah. Dr.
3: Rifford. Uh I'll go with Ball. I'll take Georgia. I, I have very little faith in us anymore. So doom and gloom. It's hockey season.
0: Yeah, they're doing great, too.
2: By the way, that's the 3.30 kickoff game. well
0: of course i didn't mention it i'm just too excited
2: to see everybody well your four o'clock game your missouri tigers heading to columbia south carolina to take on the gamecocks who had a pretty big fucking win last week i didn't see if their coach was crying afterwards like he did the kentucky game but beating a&m man i love it jimbo fuck that guy uh so huge huge win Missouri, got getting off the schneid, they beat my Vanderbilt Commodores, 17-14. Really thought Vandy would pull that game out. The line on this is four and a half. South Carolina is a favorite. The over is 47. This may be a game where you want to take the under. Just throwing that out there. But South Carolina looks to be the superior team. Missouri's not very good. It's at Columbia. There's there's really not a lot to say here. I'm just surprised by South Carolina being five and two. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Let's see who their wins are against. They got A and M. They have Kentucky. So those are impressive wins. South Carolina State, Charlotte. Yeah, but they lost to Arkansas. So, who knows? But yeah, I think uh, I think South Carolina will probably win this game by ten. Give me the game, Cox.
1: Yeah, I'm with y'all. Uh, I think this is going to be my lock of the week. It it seems really low. You know, Mizzou's not good. Um, and South Carolina, as you said, Gus has had a couple of decent wins. They're at home. You've got a lot of momentum. Uh, it's only four and a half. It seems like a no-brainer, which probably means they'll blow it. But um, I just I don't like Mizzou's offense at all. South Carolina can make some stuff happen. They usually get a big play on special teams, kind of beamer ball. So, um, you know, as long as they play a relatively clean game, I don't think there's going to be any issue covering this number. So I'm going to take them as well. Yeah, I mean, I hate
0: to make this boring. The only thing I want to say is I'm not sure if Gus mentioned this game is in Columbia, South
2: Carolina,
0: not Columbia, Missouri, because. I did say the Tigers
2: were heading to Columbia.
0: Yeah, fuck it. I was just trying to get you back. I was trying to get you back for my missing of it. It
2: worked um, out well for you. Let's move
3: on. It did
0: work out well. I feel really good about it. Um, so the, I kind of feel the same way. Um, it's a big win to beat Texas A and M, but on the flip side, everyone's saying how terrible Texas A and M is now. And another thing about Texas A and M, never mind. We'll get to that. Um, so, I um it's hard to say like, this is like, this is such a stock South Carolina situation. I mean, they're five and two and their big wins are against Kentucky and an A&M team that have uh, completely asked the bed. I, um, but Missouri is terrible. I'm not even sure why I'm still talking about this. I kind of just like want to kind of plant the seed that South Carolina may not be I don't know. You know, it's so funny. Like, I, I, I feel like as a Gator fan, I don't have a leg to stand on to criticize another program, but I'm trying to, like, keep this as even as possible. Um, I, I, would, I, I think that line, South Carolina, I think depending on how the, this week goes, that line could be like a pick'em at home because South Carolina is trending upwards right now, and I, I really think they're going to probably drop, like, maybe 35 on this game, maybe 35-10, Missouri, uh, South Carolina's defense looks good. South, as uh, Malt mentioned, uh, special teams is, is, is good for a player, too, here and there. So four and a half, I think, is kind of a no-brainer.
3: Yeah, I'm with you guys. This, uh, this was an easy one for me. Okay, I need one more drink.
0: This portion of the Bourbon Boys picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. Enter code bourbonboys at checkout for a discount when you purchase three bottles, you save $6. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com, and that's code Bourbon Boys at checkout. You can try their blueberry ghost pepper, jalapeno apple, apple, mango habanero, pineapple reaper, or scorpion guava. Obviously, I've only tried the jalapeno and the habanero, but I believe Dr. Riffick, you've tried some of the spicy ones. Yes, you're indicating that I'm kind of a wuss. I get that. I believe no. Dr. Riffick has tried some of the uh spicier sauces. Oh yeah, that's they're all and good. And now to get us into the
1: evening games, malt liquor. He should name a his next sauce like O for Six something.
0: or like Bourbon Boys.
1: The ofer for know. O for mofer or something. Anyway, uh the evening games, fittingly, uh, this used to be called the beer barrel or bourbon barrel. Anyway, I am drinking a never had this before, but it was at Lucan's Yellowstone Select Bourbon Whiskey. One of the guys working there said it was good. They're based out of Lebanon, Kentucky, as they say it there. So let's see how it tastes. I'm curious. I have a bottle in my cabinet. I'm gonna try to oh, really? it. Oh, really? pretty good great yeah
0: i went yeah. to uh, abc a couple of weeks ago and uh, they had a barrel select um you know like an allocated barrel that they were selling so i mean you know like obviously the bottles from the barrel so i haven't cracked it yet maybe i will especially since i just started watching yellowstone on peacock
1: yeah it's good it's good um all right the home of bourbon kentucky goes to The home of Jack Daniels, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee ranked third, a 12-point favorite over the Wildcats. Uh, The total is 63-and-a-half. Kentucky's ranked 19th. Um, This was a shootout last year. I think it was uh, 45-42. Tennessee won. Hooker had over 300 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, so Levis had almost 400 yards, three touchdowns, bunch of yards rushing, two scores himself. So, um, quite a shootout. So if, if you, something to keep in mind when thinking about the total, um, I think if you're, if you're stoops, you obviously want to try to minimize the scoring because Tennessee's had a ton of firepower this year. um, And Kentucky's going to want to see the version of the defense that um, kind of shut down Mississippi State and completely shut down Florida. Um, So, uh, you know, Tennessee's going to score. There's no doubt about that. It's just a matter of whether Kentucky can score with them and cover this number. Uh, Tennessee has not really stopped anyone on defense. Fucking the Skyhawks last week had over 20 points, a bunch of yards passing. Um, so with respect to who's going to cover this, I think Tennessee is due for a bit of a letdown. Um, and they may be looking ahead to the Georgia game. Kentucky was off last week. Mark Stoops is a good defensive coach, got two weeks to prepare. So he's going to have some things that I think will slow down Tennessee enough to allow Kentucky to score with them. I would not be shocked if Kentucky won this game. I'm not saying they will, but um, I'm definitely taking Kentucky plus the 12. I think this is going to be a game close game going into the fourth <laughs> quarter and Kentucky might win. So uh, that's where I'm going.
0: So uh, I, 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 kind of agree with you. Um, I'm just looking, I'm looking back because Kentucky was off last week, as you mentioned, and um, the the game previous that they played, They slowed down a Mississippi State offense that had scored 40 points in the previous three games, albeit they weren't exactly, you know, like the cream of the crop. But that kind of sent Mississippi State into kind of a a tailspin. Um, Will Levis is back, and he's now – I mean, he's – I can only presume he's healthier as he's – he missed the South Carolina game, which Kentucky lost – and then they and then they went ahead and beat Mississippi State, and then they had a bye week. So Tennessee, for the same argument that I was talking about, uh, you mentioned liquor Tennessee has got to be looking ahead to the Georgia game because they, I mean, are, 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 I'm certain they believe that they just have one more game. Because after that, I mean, their their schedule is a complete joke. It's Missouri, South Carolina-ish, and you know, joke-ish, and then Vanderbilt. So Tennessee is like smelling the SEC championship game. So that could prove to be their detriment. If, if this was a 10-point 10, 10 line, I I mean, I, it would seem better. Nine, I would love it. But I'm taking Kentucky as well. I think uh, Stoops, uh, that's what he does best, scheme some defense. So, you know, maybe maybe they'll be the team that can slow down uh, the buzzsaw that is
2: Tennessee. Okay. I'm going to go the other way on this. I'm going to take the balls. I know what you're saying, Malt, about last year, but I think Tennessee's a much better team. I think Hooker is a, a phenomenal quarterback, and they, for all intents and purposes, had a bye week last week. So who knows, you know, scoring those points, like where they was at on the third stringers that that UT Martin was putting those numbers up on, which was 24, but – Yeah, I just, just something stuck in my head with the with Kentucky. Just still thinking they're not that. I think Tennessee is probably the class of the SEC. I think they're better than Georgia. They obviously they beat Bama. Then again, if Bama makes a couple field goals, different story. But it's a. I just think they can outscore everybody, and I don't think Kentucky's offense can can hang nearly as well as Alabama can Alabama could, I think it's, I think this will be a 21 point victory for, for the Vols. I think they're, they're going to win big. It's in, it's in Knoxville. So yeah. yeah. And I don't think they're looking ahead. I honestly don't. Um, I think they understand what they have to, to wrap up the season before they get to the SEC championship game is undefeated. So I think they're taking this game pretty seriously. And
0: I would uh, totally agree with you. I just, you know, Mark Stoops has got a history of blowing games and I I don't blame that. The Ole Miss loss was close and the South Carolina South Carolina loss Kentucky has they didn't uh, have their starting quarterback. I'm just, I don't know. I mean, you make a great point. You make a great point. I I, I think uh, you know, this is, you know, so funny last week you had me second guessing my Mississippi State Alabama pick and that turned out to be right. And uh, I said for Integrity's sake, I wouldn't uh, change my pick. and I'm not going to change my pick because it's conceivable that Kentucky can be the team that slows them down. I mean, there's, there's certain things maybe potentially going against Tennessee. Uh, they haven't been in the circumstance in forever. So, um, you know, maybe they don't know how to treat, you know, treat the situation there and that'd be too big for them. You never
1: know. Yeah. I mean, I would not be surprised if Tennessee blew them out, but I kind of got a feeling it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I'm the same way. Wouldn't be shocked. Big fun game to watch. Oh, and right. last thing I forgot to mention. So this may change your mind. Uh Gus. Uh the, the Vols have announced that they are wearing black jerseys. Is it for veterans? I don't know.
2: They hate veterans. Wear black, so yeah, I think they I think they've been wearing black for a little asinine idea. Pulled out of a hat to satisfy the kids that are playing and make sure the adults don't talk shit about it. Fucking fuck, fuck, fuck,
0: Tennessee em. has as a, um, a penchant for uh, changing up their uniform here and there. More so, especially in that. I mean, it, I think it, now. Listen, I I don't I hate Tennessee. I don't like black uniforms, but it ob- it looks like something out of like the future. It looks pretty wild, like something out of like a movie where, like, you know, with a movie where they have, like, a football scene and the ball is, like, silver, you know, like
3: some futuristic, like, sport. It's it's a clean look, but um, fuck Tennessee. So uh, I'm going to go with Gus here. The only looking forward ahead is probably Josh Heupel looking forward to the buffet in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So uh, I'll take the end balls. I bet you that's a hell of a buffet. Mm. well to close out the night
0: um number 15 Ole miss is traveling to texas a&m in college station uh old miss is favored by three points over under 55 uh i guess i kind of see where they're coming from a&m is having a uh well let's just say they're having a hard time uh jim year. i mean they're having a great year as far as i'm concerned but um the uh a&M has announced as well that they have made a number of uh suspensions um i guess uh when your team when your when your season has gone into the tank like it has for AM, it's okay to show a little integrity i guarantee if the schedule was uh or if their win loss record was different they wouldn't maybe he wouldn't be seem see you know feeling uh come to jesus uh they got They've lost three in a row since uh, that weird game against Arkansas in Dallas. Um, they got pretty handily kicked by Mississippi State, had that, um, had that really, really tough Alabama game that, I mean, it, it will win there. You have no idea where their season's going after that. And then they went to South Carolina and lost last week. I mean, they spotted South Carolina, I think, like 17 points really early. There was a, there was a I think they, uh, South Carolina ran the opening kickoff back. There were some uh, turnovers that resulted in points, and then the rest of the game, they outscored uh, South Carolina thirty to seven, and this is after like the first ten minutes of the game, so or, or whatever it was, the first you know quarter. So it's kind of uh, I, I could totally talk myself into uh, yeah, I mean I could totally talk myself into A uh, and M competing against Ole Miss, but. The problem is Ole Miss does have a lot of firepower against overmatched teams. Um, and I say overmatched because last week, Ole Miss, I turned the TV off. They were about to make it 21-3 to three in the first quarter. And, like I, you know, I check in later, and they're getting just the doors blown off by LSU, who, you know, was struggling. It was making us look terrible, Florida. And then LSU, second-half team, they did it against Auburn. They, they blew it. They, they moved it away from us and then they did it against uh Ole Miss. They're apparently a second half team, which I was listening to the radio today. And unfortunately for us, that tends to mean they, they are proper, well-coached. So what does that make Florida? who's not a great second half team. So anyways, I hate to always bring it back to us. The point is I think Ole Miss has still got enough firepower to, um, Beat up on a limping A and M team. I, I think three points is uh, is probably a, you know a little low. I, I would I would probably like it at a touchdown. I'd probably still take it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Ole Miss. It's um, it's it's weird to have so much confidence against a team that uh, blew it on the road last week. But A and M, I, I really think they're in a tailspin. So I'm gonna take Ole Miss.
1: Yeah, I mean, is Ole Miss still ranked seventh?
2: Yes. They're
1: 15-15. Uh, no, They're 15-15. Okay. Um yeah, I mean seeing see when they got throttled by uh LSU that made me feel well, it really didn't. Part of me was like, well maybe the Gators aren't that terrible and maybe Brian Kelly knows what he's doing. I think it's probably a little bit of both. Um but uh A&M just they have other than I never noticed a Sean or a Shane or whatever the fuck his name is a little a chain, a uh, They don't seem to have much on offense to scare anybody. Um, So I think Ole Miss is going to be licking their wounds and looking to come back and cover this number. I don't like taking a, or, you know, going against a home underdog. I think it's the first home game A&M's had in over a month. Um, but at this point with the way the season's going, I don't even know that being at home is an advantage anymore because I feel like, I mean, if I was an A&M fan, I would fucking hate Jimbo right now. Um, so, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you don't know what to expect because they they took Alabama to the wire. Right. Um. So, uh, but I'll, I'll take Ole Miss too.
2: Yeah, the suspensions for A&M are freshmen who I don't think see the field. And I believe the team rules that they broke were, I want to say they were smoking weed in the locker room. So, you know. Maybe they can transfer to Florida. use the talent. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, A&M's not very good. Um, A lot of suspect loss. I think that Bama game was an anomaly. You know, looking back early on, they lost to App. App State, you know, which that's a good program, but a decent AM team should should put it on them. The Ole Miss loss last week was definitely concerning, but that was at LSU, correct? Yeah, it yeah. was at LSU. Uh, day game, though, I think okay, it was day game. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, I think Brian Kelly is starting to build what I thought he would build at the beginning of the year, even though. Few weeks ago, I said he probably needs to be fired. Fu- or not that he needs to be fired, but I thought he'd only last a year at LSU. But it seems like he's building something, something good there. You never know what you're going to get with a lane train either. You know he likes to throw it around, but I think the deciding factor here is A&M's quarterback. Haynes King sucks. Like he is not good. He is not good at all. Um, there's a definite fall off from Max Johnson, who is a decent quarterback. But he's by no means good. But Haynes King, man, like, he's just – his decision-making is awful. He's probably a dumb motherfucker. I was going to say a different word, but a dumb motherfucker. I'll say it. He's a dumb hick. He's just a dumb hick. I'm guessing he's from Texas. But being named fucking Haynes. So I think quarterback play on a and side is definitely going to be the deciding factor here. Shit, Ole Miss may get two pick-sixes on him. Who knows? He'll definitely throw a couple interceptions or make or, or fumble the ball a few times. So, yeah, give me old miss. Make this a. So, we
1: got three sweeps.
2: Doc, you take old miss. Is that right? Yes, sir. Sorry, it was preloaded.
3: That's okay.
2: My bad. Stealing thunder.
3: No, well, still thunder to steal.
2: I'm here to support. You're like a jackstrap. Gus and I are opposite
1: the other two, right?
2: Yes. Yep. So there'll be some movement at the top of the standings.
1: I like it. let we be split on.
2: I'm just yeah. happy to be here. <laughs> well,
3: you're lucky to be here, asshole.
0: <laughs>
2: Who said I'm just happy to be here? It was Ross Perot's running mate. You say that to
0: mate, me right? in a dream. You better
2: wake up in a No, room. no, Top Gun. Oh. Uh, but didn't Ross Perot's running mate in a debate say that? I'm just happy to be here. I don't even remember who his running mate was, to be honest with you.
1: Like Admiral Nimitz. Oh yeah. He had like his hearing aid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He had a great he had that great Dan Quayle line,
0: or line to Dan Quayle, I should say. What did he say? Wasn't he the one that said uh I knew Jack Kennedy and you No, know that Kennedy? was uh Oh who was that Caucus's guy. Oh right,
1: right, right. Lloyd right, Benson. Right.
0: That okay, never mind. Yeah, Ross Perot's guy was I conflate those two.
1: They're both very so what's on the menu Saturday? You said you mentioned two butts. Yeah. Is there
0: anything we butts, can bring?
1: Uh, I got the list
0: here somewhere, but uh no, I'm smoking butts and then we're gonna uh I'm picking up muffalettas from uh um uh, Mizarro's, you know, just doing some not not necessarily nothing on point, but I mean, you know, if this had been LSU, we certainly weren't gonna get those.
1: It's yeah, just gonna be kind of like dogs,
0: are you? Yeah. What's that?
1: You're not gonna roast any.
0: Well, on. yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna cook some hot dogs, and hopefully oh. we can. That'll be uh like a, facsimile. Yeah, a reference exactly. It's an avatar for the dogs, uh, but you know some cool appetizers, stuff like that. It'll be, you know, trying out the, the deck, the outdoor TV. Got a couple TVs ready to go. And then we're gonna try and keep the kids entertained with a inflatable and projector, you know, and screen. Because I do have a nice big TV inside that I wouldn't mind not watching fucking cartoons on on a Saturday, as you can imagine.
1: They get out of line. You want me and Gus to
0: handle it? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, right. So,
2: so Jesus sorry.
3: Christ, shut your fucking mouth.
2: So Ross Perot's running mate was Admiral, or Rear Admiral James Stocksdale. and he's actually uh, he's a Medal of Honor guy. Yeah, great. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, he was
0: portrayed nobly by Phil Hartman, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <R>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Did he get in World War II, I assume. No, no Vietnam, Korea oh vietnam
2: wow vietnam
0: what are you doing Nam? man i'd love to hear that
2: uh so his citation is uh recognized by his captors as a leader in the prisoner of war resistance to interrogation their refusal to participate in propaganda exploitation stockdale was signaled out for interrogation and atten- attendant torture after he was detected in a covert communications attempt sensing the start of the purge and aware that his earlier efforts of self-disfiguration to dissuade his captors from exploiting him for propaganda per and agonizing punishment, Stockdale resolved to make himself a symbol of resistance regardless of purpose. He deliberately inflicted a near moral defense his captors of his willingness to give up his life. He was wow. subsequently discovered and revived by the North Vietnamese who, convinced indomitable spirit, abated their employment of excessive harassment and torture toward all prisoners by his heroic actions in great peril to himself, He earned the everlasting gratitude of his fellow prisoners.
3: Holy shit.
2: Yeah. I would say that warrants it.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Was he there? Was he there when McCain was
2: there? So it doesn't say... I don't know where he was. I'm
0: sure Jane Fonda would have sold his ass out. She's not going to live that down.
2: Uh, Yeah, he was in the home.
0: They stopped torturing people because of his badassness. Yeah. So they say. It's still (laughs) great.
2: One of 11 U.S. military prisoners Hell yeah! because because they had been resistance leaders, they were separated from other captives in the courtyard behind the north of Vietnam, about a mile. In Alcatraz, each prisoner was kept in individual windowless and concrete cells measuring three by nine feet with a light bulb kept on. Yikes.
0: Okay. Maybe Phil Hartman should have let that one go. (laughs) I'm kidding. Obviously, when it comes to comedy, nobody's
1: off limits. Sure. Whoa. Tough guy, man. God dang. In 1994 HBO comedy special, Dennis Miller gave an impassioned defense of Stockdale's debate performance. Quote, Now I know Stockdale's name has become a buzzword in this culture for doddering old man, but look at the record folks. The guy was the first guy in and the last guy out of Vietnam or that many Americans, including your new president, chose not to dirty their hands with. He had to turn his hearing aid on at that debate because those fucking animals knocked his eardrums out when he wouldn't spill his guts. He teaches philosophy at Stanford. He's a brilliant, sensitive, courageous man. Yet he committed the one unpardonable sin in our culture. He was bad on television. Wow.
3: Damn. That's a great point. So I was looking up why Tennessee was, you know, see if there was a reason they just Mm-hmm. This, they're calling it something called dark mode. So whatever that means.
2: Like flip mode?
0: It's like on your phone.
2: You can mm.
0: switch it to dark mode. That It's just to appeal to the children. Well, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. Thank you to our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode with your friends. Any last thoughts, fellas? Go Gators. Go Gators no okay so for malt liquor Gus, and our loquacious producer dr rific i am cousin mm-hmm. bailey saying go gators go get drunk go gators well, oh.